I say that to say two things. One, Clint is the worst. You know, Daniel, people thought that we were not smart and we couldn't do something like this. Wow, I like I like what you did there. Not really. I, I do. I'm sure I did something wrong. Like a newborn baby, just on just carrying it around with him uh, to class. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint, and I'm Daniel, and we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Happy Monday to you all. We are back, just as we said we would be. Um, Full disclosure, we just announced this new format for our our show. Monday is supposed to be the the news day, right? Correct. That's what we said. Uh, But as we speak, Clint is, where are you? Right now, on this Monday, Clint, are you are you on an airplane or where? Uh, depending on when you get this, I will either be on an airplane leaving uh, the UK or on an airplane touching down in uh, uh, another country. I'll be I'll be yeah I'll probably be flying over like the Adriatic or something like that. Just world traveler, Clint. Yeah, or whatever. Just Passport's on, getting stamps, y'all. On on extended vacation or holiday as they say holiday. across the pond thank you um mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we pre-recorded we've got we got a couple episodes for you uh over the next couple weeks and we got them pre-recorded we got them locked and loaded and you so know, Daniel, people thought that we were not smart and we couldn't do something like this they, they thought were, that they we, were we right. couldn't they get our right. game together well were, but here we are and yet and yet here we are um uh, so I say that to say two things. One, Clint is the worst, and I'm still here just slaving away, working my job, you know, yep. uh, just living my normal life while he's Being a man. gallivanting across the world. And two, if there's some sort of breaking news uh, that either happens, that's either happened this past weekend or that's going to happen this week or that's going to happen next week. Just know two things. One, you will hear our voice over the next few weeks at the uh, Mondays and and Thursdays, just as we promised. But it will not be to talk about said breaking news. We will no. we will be f- keeping a list, and we will be getting to all of that nonsense, whatever it is, uh, in a few weeks when Clint's back in town. But for now. Clint, mm-hmm. what do we got? What do we got on tap for today? Daniel, we come to the Mount Everest of Mount Rushmores. Wow, I like I like what you did there. Really, you like what I did there? Uh, I do. Uh, we have come to the penultimate of all lists, which is running back Mount Rushmore mm. and running back you, that of Georgia. Good. There's a reason we saved this one for the end. Yeah. There's. There's a reason, and it's because the list is deep. It is just excessively deep at running back. So it's an embarrassment of riches. 
It really is. We're going to try to tackle it. We're going to talk about who we put on and who we left off. But let's just agree to agree here at the beginning. There are no there are no bad choices. Nope. When it comes to this list, because nope. I mean, there could be. I don't know. There there could be a, there could be a bad choice. Like if you if you just go rogue, you know, and you you I you suppose st- if if you slap Brian Harrian up there, like might be. That that might be considered to be a questionable choice. Elijah don't Holyfield. Disres- don't disrespect that man by putting him right there like that, Daniel. Don't disrespect Brian Harrion. Yeah, I'm just. I'm but just what we are that. saying is that there are going to be plenty of people out there who Brandon, have on their said, list. If you give me Brandon Sutherland, oh gosh, uh, as a as a name, oh gosh, Brandon uh, no, Sutherland what we're saying reference. It, and on the on the podcast episode sixty five, we made it to episode. If you had episode sixty five, first time Brandon Sutherland's name would get mentioned on this uh, podcast. Hudson Prater, Hudson <laughs> Prater, yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, what we are saying is that plenty of people on their personal Mount Rushmore will have probably names that uh, just the amount of different Mount Rushmore names that people could have on their list is a plenty. Is what we're saying. Right. That's when we say there's no bad choice. Man, you can find somebody who has a different, a varying four than we do easily. Yes, you absolutely can. Uh, and uh, that's why it's going to be fun to talk about. Yep. So after we talk about that, we're going to we're going to jump back into the schedule. Last Thursday, we opened up the 2019 schedule. We gave you some thoughts, some overviews. We gave you some games that we were... Uh, excited about we gave you some games we were nervous about we gave you some games we thought you might be sleeping on that we advised you against uh, sleeping on so if you haven't listened to that you can go back and listen to that but uh, today we're going to jump back into the schedule and we're going to talk about the uh, the strength the overall strength of the schedule uh, as compared to recent years a lot of talk about Georgia's strength of schedule this offseason there is We'll uh we'll let you know what we think about it. But first, without further ado, Clark, mm-hmm. um, there's really only three names that we have to discuss in terms there of Mount are. Rushmore. Uh, One we we showed up at the foundation at the at the quarry park, and uh-huh. lo and behold, there was already a face chiseled out of the rock. And then he moved, and we realized, oh no, that wasn't that wasn't rock. That was the, that was, that was actually, the human person. That, that, that was, was the human person. Yeah, they correct. Um, Herschel Walker it, just walks out as though he is chiseled from granite uh, towards us as we come to the running back Corey. Correct. Um, uh, if this were actual, if this were actually being done, I feel like you would probably need to carve the entire mountain into Herschel Walker's face and then carve a few other running backs like in his forehead. Or so, you know, like that would be, I think that would be. Or like a, like a prison teardrop tattoo, <laughs> like Nick Chubb, just right there on the ear, on the, on the tear duct. That's fantastic. Um, uh, look, Herschel Walker is the greatest college football player of all time. Um, Herschel Walker is the single strongest man who's, who's north of 50 of all time. I, you uh, didn't have to say north of 50, but sure. <laughs> Uh, Urshel Walker belongs on every Mount Rushmore that involves college football or being a man or biggest draft <laughs> trades in NFL history. 
Um, Herschel Walker belongs on all all of said lists. Uh, by the way, do you know how old Herschel is? Fifty six. Fifty seven. Fifty seven years young. March third, nineteen sixty two. Uh, anyway, uh, we we're not going to belabor this point. You all know what Herschel did in his three seasons at Georgia. Had he come back for a fourth season at Georgia, he would have. Uh, you know, it was just would have been silly, almost would have been laughable. So Herschel Walker takes the first spot on our Mount Rushmore, yeah. but Clint, this is then then things get a little tricky because they I'm sitting I'm sitting here and I just made a list off the top of my head, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at fourteen names, fourteen Clint. I'm supposed to pick three of them, team, three of them. Uh, so. I'm dying to know who you got as the second name on your list. Well, Daniel, I'm going to go very simply put. The second on my list is a man who happens to be second on lots of lists for statistical categories that mean he is great and glorious and good. He also has an incredible ability to be someone uh, that we love rooting for. And we just love watching. And that's none other than Nick Chubb, Daniel. Nick Chubb Mm -hmm. is second on my list. And uh, anybody who wants to go back and try to say that in historical perspective, there's anybody greater than Nick Chubb, you have one name to choose from that is greater than Nick Chubb, and that is Herschel Walker. And then you come to the aforementioned Nick Chubb. Uh, He exudes Georgia. He had memorable highlight Absolute stunning runs and catches and touchdowns. I mean, you put together some of his best runs, and they rival the top uh, ESPN highlight reel that you can find. Uh, Had all the yards, all the touchdowns, all the credentials. Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb is number two on my list. Nick Chubb is... He's not only the second greatest Georgia back of all time. He's the second greatest (laughs) running back in... NCAA history. You you meant Daniel. You must have meant in the SEC East. Nope. No. Nope. Just oh, in he, just in the NCAA. He's, all of college. Um. Listen, Darren McFadden, Kevin Falk, Bo Jackson, Ralph Webb, Charles Alexander, Emmett Smith, Carnell Williams, Leonard Fournette, Trayvon Williams, Derrick Henry. Any of those any good? Any of those backs any good? I got a couple of first rounders, a couple of guys who made themselves millions and millions of dollars. A couple of Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, those are all the guys that check in south of Nick Chubb on the SEC oh. all all time leading rusher list. Um, Nick Chubb, by the way, who did it, um, overcoming a gruesome, horrifying injury who did it only playing three full seasons because if you'll recall the first half of his freshman year Nick Chubb barely played he was hardly used at all because Todd Gurley was ruling the roost at UGA and the second half of his sophomore year he was holding part of his leg like a newborn baby just on just carrying it around with him uh, to class and so in three seasons essentially 
Nick Chubb only put together 4,769 total yards. Is and that so, all? <laughs> that's all. That's all he did. Uh, he got within 500 yards of Herschel, Clint. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow. let me just say, if Nick Chubb... Wow. If Nick Chubb doesn't blow his knee out, if Neyland Stadium had sod, okay, Nick Chubb would be the all-time leading rusher in SEC history. Nick Chubb would have more yards than Herschel Walker if he doesn't blow his knee out his sophomore year. Okay. Um, Nick Chubb absolutely is not only, not only does he belong in this conversation, there's no recency bias about it. He is... Uh, I think sometimes playing with Sony Michelle mm-hmm. hurt Nick Chubb's legacy a little bit mm-hmm. because we didn't quite realize how good he was. We got too used to him being called Thunder when he would run away from people and streak down the field. Uh, Correct. Man, Nick Chubb had some fantastic games. Uh, favorite Daniel, Nick he Chubb still moment? holds. Oh, favorite Nick Chubb moment is uh, at Missouri. Uh, mm-hmm. Game at Mizzou, Nick Chubb. Right. Freshman year, uh, at Missouri. freshman year, comes Todd, in for Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley being injured, right? Yeah, and uh, Nick Chubb goes off for incredible runs. Daniel mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just breaking two- off twenties and thirties and forty yard runs down to the two yard line over defenders into the touchdown on mm-hmm. the left hash, where the camera gets a perfect shot of him leaping in to seal the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then you know what he did after the game, Daniel. Mm, uh, report comes up that, that interview. interview so the game is that was an interview only... on youtube I'm gonna, I'm gonna look while you're talking and see if that you interview is up. on youtube it needs to be but nick chubb uh i forget who comes down that was uh maybe tafoya comes down and uh, she's asking nick how he felt about coming in and carrying the team on his back and what did it look like and he just stone cold looks at her and says yeah i i did what was required of me i mm. i did my job yeah, we won. Yeah, it was good. Are we good team? It was a good team effort. Good team effort. Are we done yet? Can I? The the guys are waiting for me in the locker room. Coach needs to talk to me. I'm sure I did something wrong. He needs to coach me. Uh, that interview was one of my favorite things ever. I don't see it. I don't see it oh. on YouTube's. Gosh, YouTube, how have you failed us? You have failed miserably, YouTube. You can watch the highlights of the game. A Nick Chubb specific highlights. I'm not sure there were other highlights of that game, no, but there was not. Um, yeah, you could. There's some like locker room interviews after that, but uh, there's the on-field interview. Man, was one of my favorite uh, yeah. Nick Chubb moments. 38 carries in that game for for the freshman. 38 totes. Golly, um, man. Yeah, and then the next week he came out against Arkansas. Had a little what bit of a let. Had a little bit of a letdown game. That uh-huh. game, he only had so 30. What, like, he only had 30 carries for 202 yards. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, oh. He was often, and he was often running proverbial, for proverbially and literally. Um, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb, there's nothing to say about him other than he's exactly the kind of guy that you want representing your school. Yes. And, uh, and he's all dog. So. Still has the second most single game rushing yardage. In school history, 266 against Louisville. Boy, that belt uh, bowl. Louisville. He was busting off 75-yarders like they were just... Good golly. How many running backs get 33 carries in the belt bowl? 
Does that does that happen a lot? <laughs> no. Mark Mark Rick was like, you know what? Let's just let's that let's just everybody slow down. I'm gonna give you all the next job again. <laughs> I know what we're doing, okay? We good, guys. We good. Oh it's fantastic. Uh all right. So we got we got Herschel. Yep. And we got Nick Chubb. Yep. Number three on my list. Give it to me. Is number three in your programs. Mm. And he's number one in your hearts. Mm-hmm. In, except for Nick Chubb. Uh, it's Todd Gurley. It is the aforementioned Todd Gurley. And look, I know we've just given you two running backs that played at Georgia in the last, in the last decade. But... I'm sorry, people. This Todd Gurley is the most physically gifted offensive football player to play at Georgia since Herschel Walker. He's a he's uh, a cyborg. He's a freak. He's he's watching him play. Uh, he made AJ Green look pedestrian and unathletic. He right. like the dude was just he's built like a semi truck. Mm-hmm. And he had just breakaway speed, mm-hmm. and then he would just jump over you. He would just jump over you and not even think twice about it. Um, Todd Gurley is the most physically intimidating, probably running back to ever play at Georgia. And then you, you know, you got the fact that he was—he's the best running back in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't hurt. We're talking about Mount Rushmore. We're talking about. Players that are representative of the position, uh, and you've got, um, yeah, you've got a guy in Todd Gurley that that does nothing but represent UGA well. Uh, wish he had played more games when he really, was in Georgia. Really wish NCAA had their head up out of their backside on a couple of memorabilia calls for Todd really? Gurley. Really wish he had played in a few more games, but in the games he did play in, man, was he electric? Surely he was you incredible. have him. Surely you have him on Mount, on your Mount Rushmore, Clint. Surely we're three for three right now. Surely, surely, tell the people, Clint. Surely, Daniel. Surely, Clint. You're, surely, Daniel. You're uh, you're gonna like this, Daniel. Okay, well, I like, like things that I like. I like things that I like. Uh, Todd Gurley is on my list at number that, three of fantastic. the Mount Rushmore. That's fantastic. Way to build uh, the suspense for the podcast way to build, audience. Way to build. Way to. The way least to, shocking thing in the world. Way to, way to drum up. Way to drum up uh, listener anticipation. Uh, no, he is on the list for everything you just said and more. He was single-handedly, it's not very often, that you can get first off the bus or first out of the plane guy to uh-huh. try to intimidate uh-huh. the other team. Leonard to Pope, beat the Leonard Pope, if you will. Of the, the Leonard Pope yeah. Award for the team. It's not often that you get that to be your starting running back. Um, yeah, but that is also what your Green best was. overall player. Like yes, Normally, the get off the bus guy, it just he's in the weight room for a reason. Because Correct. he ain't on the practice field. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no. Jim Rat don't know what a play is to save his life, but man, can he throw weight around. Right. Uh, but that's not that's not Todd. Todd Gurley uh, single-handedly was responsible for a lot of my fandom. Now, 
I don't have as much emotional pull because Nick Chubb came right on the heels and Nick Chubb is near and dear to my heart. I don't, I mean, I have a few people that I will forever love and Nick Chubb is one of them. Um, but Todd Gurley, I started really following Georgia football right around the time Todd was blowing up and uh, he made it easy to fall in love with red and black in a hurry. Uh, so yes, he is number three on my list for all the stats you gave, uh, all the importance that you have. He is still repping well UGA continually. Uh, and here on the West Coast, we get to cheer for the Rams whenever he is playing. It is a joy. Um, uh, but, Daniel. Yes, Clint. We're, we're coming to one spot left. One spot. One spot. One spot left. This is... This is where you really start to reevaluate your life, because, because uh, you've 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 thrown out what you thought were three no-brainers. Correct. You know what I'm saying? These are these are home runs, okay? But should we just rattle off a couple of the names that are left on the list? Because I know you, the listener, you're thinking you're thinking about them. Uh-huh. Let's let's talk about some people that we did not pick on our uh, L- Mount Rushmore. Lars. Lars is not on my Mount Rushmore. Lars Tate didn't didn't make the cut. Nope. Great back. Great college great, back. Great back. Great back. Um, Sonny Michelle didn't even get a sniff. Didn't even get yeah. a consideration. Not Maybe had the sniff. single greatest run in UGA football history. He but didn't could get have. A, didn't didn't even get a sniff. Nope. <clears throat> uh, what about TD? Is TD on your list? Uh, Terrell Davis, no. No, yeah. didn't make yeah. the list. Didn't make the list. He's I'll not on mine either. The, I'll tell you what, the, the Terrell Davis is really, uh, it's a case of NFL NFL yeah. brand versus college. But, you know, his college days, if you were if you were there for him, uh, they left a little, he left a little meat on the bone in college. He oh, saved it. He time. saved it for the NFL, which is fine. Musa Smith. Also, one of my favorite, one of my favorite backs when I was in college, Lucy uh-huh, Smith. Uh-huh. Not on my list. Not on the nope. list. Uh, Daniel, who is on your list? I tell you, I went. Um, gosh, it's not Tim Worley. That can't be Tim Worley, even though he is a great. It's not touchdown Thomas Brown, even though. Nope. Even though. Prior to Gurley, Nick Chubb, touchdown Thomas Brown was one of my favorite running back of all time. Uh-huh. It's not Robert Edwards. And that one hurt. That one was the one that hurt. That one was the one that, it was a punch in the gut. It hurt. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you who it is. And I went out to your neck of the woods for this. Okay. Clint. Okay. Clint, I, it, listeners, you may not know that uh, Clint is an Oregonian currently, but he grew up in Northern California. This is correct, he, Daniel. He, I he grew up out by the up, bay, uh-huh, by and the bay. I grew up watching uh, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, JJ Stokes, mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, um, and a and a little back, Daniel. How about a back. cat named? How about a cat number five? How about a, how about a how, how about a cat named Garrison Hurts? Did you did you ever catch him when he was out oh. repping the the uh, the red and gold? I, I watched him. On every single down, because he refused to come off the field, I watched him run his way to Jeff Garcia and him making NFC 
uh, playoff appearances. I watched him. Je- uh, Garrison Hurst has fond memories for me as a child, as a as a teenager in the Bay. Well, he makes my Mount Rushmore not because of what he did down by the, out by the Bay, because I could care less about that. You could care less. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, he makes my Mount Rushmore because of what he did uh, in the red and black in the mm-hmm. SEC. And let me let me talk to you a little bit about what he did in the red and black in the SEC. Um, he uh, he finished third in the Heisman voting in 1992. Uh, probably the closest guy from UGA to win the Heisman since mm-hmm. the aforementioned Heisman winner, mm-hmm. um, uh, Herschel Walker. In 1982. But uh, he was first-round draft pick. He was the third overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, taken out of the Cardinals in the 1993 NFL draft. And uh, in three years at Georgia, Clint, he had 700 yards, 950 yards, and then 1,550 yards in 1992, Hello. Clint. Hello. He, he put up 1,550 in 11 games. Oh. In 1992, in 11 games, oh. Clint, he had 19 tuds. That year, he also had 22 receptions for 324 yards. Sure, okay. just, just let's tack it on. Let's go ahead. Let's just tack it on. He had 1,871 yards from scrimmage Jeez. as the as the feature back at Georgia. Finished his career with 3,232 rushing yards, which is nothing too shabby. Not in, at all. Uh, in three years at Georgia, he played on some tough teams. At yeah, Georgia. yeah. We can. We're, we're a podcast of honesty. Let's just be honest. The early nineties, it, it was not anyone's favorite time to be a Bulldog fan. Uh, but Garrison Hurst was a dominant force, and he was there game after game, mm-hmm. year after year. He didn't miss a game in his college career. That's uh, I love that. Which you want to go back to? Stat. You want to go back to Terrell Davis and compare Garrison Hurst to Terrell Davis? I don't and actually. No, no. You, I, you just. This is why this guy belongs on the Mount Rushmore. He was a he was a junkyard dog type running back. He was a put was. his nose down and get yards, and he also happened to be a freakishly elite talent uh, that went on to have an illustrious pro career as well. So he Garrison did. Hurst makes my four spot on my Mount Rushmore. Clint, are we four? For four. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it, Daniel. I cannot have four for four. Garrison Hurst, as much as I loved him, as much as I enjoyed him. Daniel, there is nay a better running back than he. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is no Sean Moreno. Your boy. No, no Sean Moreno. Uh, he comes in at the bust for me at number four. Gosh, I loved this kid. Uh, this kid had incredible, incredible freshman and sophomore seasons. Uh, SEC Freshman of the Year in 07. Second team All-American the following year. Uh, first team All-SEC in 07 and 08. Drafted in the first round, 12th overall to the Denver Broncos. And everybody knows that uh, Noshan, he can get emotional from time to time. And uh, he, he showed... He's- He's been known to shed a tear. He's been known to shed a tear. Uh, no, Daniel. You know, what he, else, you know what else he's been known to do? 
He's been known to put the ball in the end zone against Florida in Jacksonville and cue the entire team running out onto the field in a game that Georgia beat Florida. And he, he, he vaulted himself right into our hearts that day, and he never he? left. And he no. never left. No, he just he wormed did. his way deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, his statistics really are unbelievable. 3,616 yards, 27 rushing touchdowns. To boot, close to 1,500 receiving yards, nine receiving touchdowns. Uh, my final Mount Rushmore is the man who in two years, Daniel, two years, yep. had all of those yards before he yep. went on to uh, play yep. in the NFL. So, uh, no Sean yep. Marino. A lot of things we can talk about here about Noshawn Marino. One Lots. favorite thing about Noshawn Marino is how he used to pop up after he would get tackled and sprint back to the huddle. Uh, second favorite thing about Noshawn Marino is that he was he he made hurdling people cool before yep. Todd Gurley ever did it. Yep. Um, and then a quick observation here, Clint Herschel was a it was already it was a pre written. It was pre-written that that would be on your Mount Rushmore. You've given us three names now. Not a scenario area one of them is over the age of 31. No. I just... Nope. You, nope. you don't have any desire to look at his history at all here. Not just, just, I will deep dive history on a couple of times in which I feel it is important. If you're asking me the cream of the crop of the best position in the deepest position at the university that produces them, I don't want to hear any name that is in black and white film. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Frank Sinquish is just Frank Sinquish apologists right now are they're they're losing their minds. They're they're almost ran off the road just now. Almost <laughs> almost was almost were involved in a five car pileup. Uh, yes. Just absolutely. P.S. Little known fact about Noshawn Marino. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've heard more people in my life complain. Complain. I think I think Noshawn Marino holds the title of being the subject of what more people consider to be Mark Rick's dumbest move at head coach. Oh, yeah. Than any other move. I yeah. think red red shirting Noshawn Marino is certainly didn't get him fired. Didn't uh, help. But I think I've heard more people complain about that red shirt year because, as you said, we got Noshawn for two years, which is. Travis. Ridiculous! Can you imagine somebody going up to Kirby Smart, just P.S., and saying, "Hey, we got this kid out of New Jersey, um, ultra talented running back, but you know he's just a freshman, played New Jersey high school football." Yeah. Uh, what do you think about just redshirting him, Coach? What do you think about just letting him be on the practice squad? Can you just imagine Kirby? His uh, How does Kirby feel about? Which players ought to play in the games? Oh my like, gosh! Does he, does he have a personal preference about that? Does he? Is it upperclassmen that he that he prefers, or or is it? Do you play well? Can you, you get bet, on the field better? And can you beat that dude across from you? Because mm-hmm. if the answer is yes, guess where you get to go? Cade Mays, Trey mm-hmm. Hill, mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, 
Mm-hmm. You you get to play. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> oh, that two years in Oshan still hurts. Still hurts it's a little bit. Disgusting. Um. Uh, all right. Well, that is the running back Mount Rushmore. Whew. We're gonna we're gonna be back on Thursday. Uh-huh. And you thought that was tough, Clint. What are we doing? What Thursday? if I said? What if I said, take all fifteen of those names you just had, and why okay. don't you just leave them on the board? Okay. And okay. then, why don't you add four names at every position? The best four names at every single position of all the positions on the team. And what if I made you give me the the four representative faces from UGA football history? That's what that's what's happening on Thursday. That's what we're that's what we're coming out with the all time UGA Mount Rushmore. Can I make a proposition, Daniel? You you can. It's probably going to be rejected. I understand it will probably the the moderator will more than likely do so. But can we can we just give Herschel his own bust automatically, and can we fill in four others below him? Is sure, that you possible? Can, you you can leave him off your Mount Rushmore if you want. That's fine. <laughs> it's your choice. I mean, it's not. It, you'll have to, right. the comment. I mean, the comments all right. will all right. be all right. will. People have Twitter. They're allowed to just message you directly. Ever since I did my Stitzgum Brothers uh, dual role, you you've been yeah. you've been very litigious with me. Oh, it's not. I'm not allowing that to slide again. <laughs> I'm not allowing that to. You know, there will be no two for once. Um. All right, we're gonna get down on Thursday. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here today, Clint, let's talk about yeah. the schedule for this okay. coming season. Uh, a lot of a lot of hubbub about the schedule has it hasn't there been Feels lots like, let me just let me just ask you are, are people do people feel like this schedule for georgia is from an in a from a national audience perspective are people uh-huh. people feel like this schedule is a difficult one for us or 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 maybe not daniel there has been so much consternation about this schedule um, we have, uh, there's varying takes on the schedule, but I think a lot of people are telling us it's going to be a meat grinder. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Um, but, but Dan, I actually don't really care what they say cause they're morons. Mm, okay. Is what I believe. Um, I, I, I want to hear, I want to hear how you think the schedule is going to play out for us. Well, I feel like. I've actually heard, I've actually heard a lot of talk about this schedule being relatively light. Really? Um, yeah. Which I found to be confusing. Very. Um, we, there's right now. If you look at most early top twenty-five projections, mm-hmm. you're gonna find Notre Dame in the five to seven range. You're gonna find Florida in the seven to ten range. Mm-hmm. You're going to find Texas A&M in the ten to twelve range, okay, and you're going to find Auburn somewhere down near the bottom of the you top will. twenty-five. That's four ranked teams. There's four ranked teams. Projects to be four ranked teams on the schedule. Um, so just just by way of comparison, okay. Let's let's look at. Uh, let's look at previous year's schedules. 
2018. Clint, do you know how many ranked teams we played in 2018? 2018 we played. That was last year. Not counting oh, the... I'm not gosh. counting title okay. games. I'm not yeah. counting title games. Four. four. Five. We played five. five ranked teams okay. in 2018. 2017, we played three ranked teams. Mm-hmm. 2016, we played five ranked teams. 2015, we played... Wait for it. Wait for it. Two. Two. Whew. Ranked teams Whew. on the schedule, and we lost three games. That's uh, that's embarrassing, Daniel. That's not that. that's not great. No, no, that's not great. Um, uh, so this year schedule again four projected ranked teams. I think it slides in. Pretty normal to me. It, I don't. I'm not, it is what when it I, is. When I look at the schedule, I just don't see a lot of reason to be up in arms about how hard it is or how easy it is because it looks like a pretty normal. Look, we play two uh, cupcakes. Yep. But honestly, that's the the thing about these cupcake games is like we already have we have Notre Dame and Georgia Tech on the schedule. Like we're not going to play a third a third difficult yeah. opponent in the non-conference. Yeah. Okay, in the years that we play Clemson in the like coming up in the future and and all that, like we're not going to also schedule Notre Dame no. in those years. Okay? So uh this is sort of the maximum and also like yeah, you could trade out Murray State for you know, for Toledo, who's sure. a better team than Murray State. Are either of them going to Going to beat us? No, no. So it doesn't. And is really... it going to move the needle for the national media? Those, no. those games don't matter. And so, really, what you're dealing with when you say that schedule is weak is South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Tennessee aren't ranked, and Missouri. South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Missouri aren't ranked. So, hey, SEC East, how are you doing? But the, but again, which... but again, we've talked about don't sleep on Mizzou. You talked yeah. about don't sleep on South Carolina. If you yeah. think Kentucky is not going to be spunky, they're they're excited coming off last year and their success about, that they had. How about Kentucky fans, by the way, on Twitter? Just I'm sorry, you just brought up Kentucky. And I was just I sitting here chuckling to myself. Like Kentucky fans on Twitter, uh, they get they get salty. I think about they signed themselves a five star player, and all of a sudden. Just they got a little Anthony Edwards, little brother syndrome going on right now, where like hey. we came in and just took the number one recruiting basketball out of their gym and said we'll put him over here, and now all of a sudden they're trying to talk some smack about Kirby or something. Yeah. I just don't, I don't yeah. know what we're what are we doing, Kentucky? What do you don't do that, Kentucky? Game don't of the century. The, you remember the game of the century, Clint Benny Snell, Benny Snellball. What I forget, Benny Snell had a really, was Benny really Snell on your Mount Rushmore game. of college he, he, running backs. I think he he catapulted himself into the first round conversation of draft boards with that game against us, right, Daniel? He oh. really put up some numbers in the game of the century. Game of the century. Uh, anyway, that's enough for the Kentucky portion of this uh, of this podcast. <laughs> I don't really. 
Yeah, I just I think the schedule I think the schedule's got plenty of of tough stretches in it. Yeah. Um and I think that it's got hostile environments, it's got easy home games. But then Clint, you just look at November second, Florida and Jacksonville. Yeah. November 9th, home against Missouri. You said don't sleep in that, on that game. Don't, Kelly don't Bryant. Kelly Bryant, Missouri Tigers. November 16th, at Auburn. Mm-hmm. November 23rd, home against Texas A&M. That could be three ranked teams in four weeks. Could be four ranked teams, depending on how Missouri's doing. Absolutely. But that's that could very well be three ranked teams in four weeks. Uh, one of them in Jacksonville. One of them on the road. Uh, is Auburn in a place that is fun to go to and play football games there? Is that did a... we did we have good experiences the well, last time talk about we it. went let's out not there? Talk, okay. Let's not talk about All that. Right. We're not we're not here to talk about that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm not really. Yeah, I don't have a ton of I don't have a ton to say either way. I think this schedule shapes up as a standard SEC schedule Absolutely. for Georgia. Absolutely. We're going to be fine. We take care of business against the teams. We should take care of business. Uh, one, I already saw one uh, prediction giving us uh, a twelve and one record heading in uh, to postseason. Um, I I think that's fair. And is reasonable. that one the SEC championship game, or is that one another game? Because that I, matters a lot to me. Which one? Which one? Which one? The one is. Uh, they did not specify which one it was. They they just put out their season win totals, wins and losses. Hmm. Uh, yeah. This we found I mean, Bleacher Report. We said. Let me, we let said, me that down for it. We said last week. I um. I can't look at any of these games on an as. As an individual, and predict us to lose. Uh, so, do I think we're going to lose against Notre Dame? No. Do I think we're going to lose at Tennessee or against South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Auburn, Texas A&M, Georgia Tech? I don't think we're going to lose any of those games. Do I think we're going to go 12-0? and Probably not. I mean, I just... Maybe there's just too much Georgia fan in me. Yeah. But... Uh... But yeah, it's hard to go twelve and zero. Yeah, that's it's dang near impossible. Um, unbelievably difficult, unbelievably hard to do so. Uh, I also think that we will be undefeated heading into SEC championship. Um, I can't see many games on here. Um, uh, the the by the way, I found it. Athlon Sports made their SEC East predictions, and uh, their projected overall record is twelve and one. Their projected SEC record is eight and zero. Oh. So uh, they have the loss coming in the SEC championship game. Clint, do you know how many? Now this includes bowl games. Okay, but do you know how many SEC teams? in the last 20 years have gone undefeated? I do not, know. 
it is three. Really? It's three. Um, do you know who the last one was? Who was it, Daniel? It was it was Auburn. Uh huh. In two thousand ten. As we all would have known. Um, yeah. yeah. It's hard to go undefeated. It's So, if we're going to win the Natty, which Alabama's won a bunch of Natty since 2009. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, but 2009 was the last year they went undefeated to win so the So, can you, can you still get to the top of the mountain that you're shooting for and suffer a loss? You can. Yeah. Auburn's got two undefeated seasons. Of the three SEC teams to have an undefeated season in the last 20 years. Auburn is Auburn's that got two of them. Auburn's that person that you don't know how they're successful at certain things. Like certain statistical categories you just mm-hmm. are flimmicks by. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't necessarily project undefeated. But I couldn't tell you where the loss is going to come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's... But let's play that game. Let's say most likely game that we lose, Clint. What is it? Oh man! If I had to choose today, if I was if I was betting money, um, I'll I'll do two things. I'll bet money, and then I'll tell you where where I'm most nervous about. Okay. Well, you've already told us that last week. Well, but well maybe yeah. you're changing yeah, yeah, your tune. Yeah. Maybe you're going to no, change I'm, your tune. Well, well, I'm not changing my tune. I, I still think we take – well, I'll, I'll explain in a second. Um, Notre Dame is where I think we lose if we're going to lose. Yowzers. That's my that's my bet. That's Most that's nervous where, about. Most well, nervous no. About. That's, no, that's that's just where if I had hey, to Brian, place a bet. If I'm Brian Kelly. Place, right. Brian Kelly. Dan, you've said you're most nervous about it. Um, but if I had to choose, it would – I don't know. Uh, Auburn, because apparently we just get mentally – crushed when we just hear the the bus rolling into that stadium I, uh, I, don't I don't think it's Auburn I think I think Kirby's got something for for Gus I think I Kirby's really hope I think so Kirby's hanging on something for Gus I think if if I had to choose the game I'm most likely gonna lose I think it's Texas A&M and I think it's an absolute gut gut punch at the end of the season i think we're ranked number one in the country oh my gosh oh my gosh daniel oh my and gosh a, and it's a home game against texas a&m and all we got is that <sighs> game and then one the freaking more. rambling wreck and we blow it uh, we we throw a tire out coming down the home stretch to a&m at home oh my gosh and, and the wheels fall off clint but then we beat georgia tech we go to the sec championship game and all of a sudden everybody who has who has imploded mentally all of the the idiots georgia fans who've jumped off the cliff uh realize that that we're one win away from the college football playoff just like we were two years ago okay when we lost the next to the last game of the season as the number one team in the country hello and yeah that's my prediction that's my that's my most likely scenario so all right right, that'll do it for us yep today um uh, as always, you can leave us a rating. You can leave us a review. Uh, you can tell us about your Mount Rushmore of UGA running backs. Uh-huh. You can send us a comment on Twitter and let us know how dumb Clint is. 
if you would like. Uh, we will be back on Thursday with our all-time UGA Mount Rushmore. Ooh. And uh, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into Notre Dame. Yeah, we on will. Thursday. Game that... We're going to jump. We're gonna jump in to a there little bit of the, little bit of the Notre Dame depth chart. So, uh, come back for that, and we will talk to you then. Catch you then.